Okay, good morning folks. I'd like to begin today by preaching from Psalm 63, from verses 1 through 4. Let's begin. You God are my God, I earnestly seek you, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a land, uh, sorry, in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Folks, when you're in the wilderness, I want to encourage you to seek God, to seek his majesty and allow his power and his glory to come to you in a greater capacity in your life. You know, when David wrote this psalm, he was in the desert. And I'm wondering, ladies and gentlemen, have you been into a desert place in your life? Have you experienced a time of dryness before the Lord? A time when you thirst but find no relief even in the word, a time when you hunger, but you find no revelation to satisfy you, a time when you are longing to connect with God, but it's just not happening. Do you remember times like that? Have you experienced times like that? You know, there's something that's built built in to the human being There's something that's built into mankind and that is the desire to search. As human beings, we are inquisitive people and we like to search. We like to inquire. We like to discover. We look for new ways of doing things. We look for shortcuts or we like to become more efficient in our thinking and our practice. David was in the desert and he was looking to seek God. We have also been in this place, a place where sometimes we feel spiritually dry, a place where sometimes we feel lost, a place where we're seeking God. Sometimes we drift or we become sidetracked and our relationship with God begins to slide away. We must be corrected. We must not remain spiritually dry, but we must seek God. We can't afford to be dry We can't afford to remain lost, but we must seek God with all of our heart. Sometimes we hit the wall. Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we feel guilty. And sometimes, as I mentioned before, we feel lost. Sometimes we feel like maybe we're in a tunnel. We're in a dark place. And we're in a, tr- in a tunnel. 
And sometimes we think that we can see the end of that tunnel. We can see a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's not a light, it's a train coming the other way. And it's just another problem to bring us down, down, down. We need to be clever. We need to have smart thinking. And we need to manage our Christianity very, very well. I want to remind you today, folks, that even those times when you feel down, God is there. He's always there. And he has always been known. But it's up to us to search for him and to find him and to connect with him. There is something that is built into mankind and that is the desire to search. You know, we search for all sorts of things in this world. We search for education. We search for security. We even search for dependency. We search for equality, especially in today's multicultural world. We see people from all nations travelling to live in all different kinds of nations. We search for equality. But there's something else that we also search for. Eternal security. We're searching for eternal security because eternal security is very important for us. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to go to hell. And so we begin this search. And the psalmist was frustrated because of those who were plotting to kill him. And in verse 9, he, he, he makes this connection between the dry and the parched land and how his soul is thirsty for the Lord. He even remembers when God's power and glory was strong. Strong in the sanctuary. And right there in the desert, the psalmist begins to earnestly seek the Lord. And I want to ask you today, are you dry? Are you thirsty? Does your thirst need to be quenched by the Lord? Do you thirst for a greater understanding of the word? I encourage you today, seek the Lord. Allow him to satisfy your thirst. Make a deliberate effort to develop and to deepen your relationship with him. You know, we drift from the Lord every now and then. And we remember the good times that we had. And remember those good times that we shared. And folks, it is good to look back. It is good to look back on our history with God. And especially when we are searching after him after drifting away for a time. We go through times of guilt and as a result we need to seek the restoration of the relationship and have our guilt taken away. I want to encourage you today, allow your thirst to be quenched. 
I want to talk about power and glory. You know, it might come to a, as a surprise to you that Adam was given both power and glory. But Adam also had guilt, which had caused his sin. How must have Adam felt knowing that he was not immortal anymore? Knowing how must have he felt when he saw Eve experiencing pain in childbirth? How must Adam have felt when he saw one of his sons murder and kill his other son? Folks, Adam had lost his power and his glory. He had lost those things. He must have been reminded of his sin over and over again for the, for the 900 years of his life. What guilt he must have felt when he realised that he had infected the whole future of mankind with sin. What guilt he must have felt when, uh, when he knew and realised that he was the originator of sin and the originator of the original sin. Folks, we must have our broken relationships with God restored. Once again, we must live in the power and the glory of God. And David celebrated the stories of the Passover, the stories of the Exodus, the giving of the law. And he had also witnessed God's power and glory in the sanctuary. And again, David was reminiscing as he cast his mind back over his history with God. Folks, the desert is hot, dry and a dusty place. David is alone. It's just David and the Lord, just the two of them. He's seeking and remembering the days of the poor glory and power and God and his wanting of God and he's wanting those days, those times to return. Remember, David lived before the crucifixion. He pours his heart out to God. There is no Holy Spirit inside of him. This is before Pentecost. He has the word, but he doesn't even have all of the word. The whole Bible wasn't written in David's time. It was still being written. And in fact, this psalm that he's writing down becomes part of scripture. All David has is the stories of the past and his memory of God in his life. The lion, the bear, Goliath. So here he is. He's been transported in places to places in history, seeking memories of a great God who satisfied his thirst, a God who delivered, a God who was relational, a God who was personal. And right there in the middle of the desert, he begins to seek and praise and worship God. Take a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, to reflect on your own history with God. Think of those times that you were thirsty. Think of those times that you were seeking God and remember a time when God touched your life and remember the impact that God had upon your life and remember the impact that God has upon your life right now. Right now.
take time out today of your daily schedule to give God your praise, to give God your worship and reflect and draw near and allow God into the untouched areas of your life, the untouched areas of your heart. Allow God to come in and touch those areas. In John chapter 4, we read about this story of the woman at the well. And Jesus offers this woman the gift of living water. That gift is salvation. In verse 41, as Jesus preached, many people became believers. And in verse 42, Jesus acknowledged, is acknowledged as the saviour of the world. And as David reflected on his history and relationship with God, he recognises that God's love for him is better than life itself. And he desires to praise and glorify God as long as he lives. And he lifts his hands right there in the desert. David lifts his hands in praise to God. The woman at the well received a gift. She received the gift of salvation, the gift of living water. And through the love of Christ, she was thirsty. She was seeking. And his David in the desert also had his thirst quenched by that same living water that comes from the throne room of God. And as he casts his mind back to the glory days, he finds God again and is able to praise God once more. And he seeks, as he seeks, his thirst is being quenched. Ladies and gentlemen, pastors and leaders, reverends, bishops and archbishops, we all search for God's love and help. And we want God to help us through this sin-ravaged world. Our desire is also to experience God's power and glory. The woman at the well receives salvation, but folks, that's only the beginning, isn't it? There's so much more that God has provided for us. There's salvation, there's baptism, there's infilling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's discipleship, there's ministry, there's mission. And then there's the gifts. There is so much more that God has for us. Are you hungry Today, are you thirsty today, ladies and gentlemen? Are you seeking after God's power and glory? Do you want that power and glory to rise up within your life and to empower your ministries? We're not empowered by the flesh, but we're empowered by God. We're empowered by the Spirit. We're empowered by the revelation of the Word. There is a place in your heart for more of God. And there is a place in God's heart for more of you. And that's worth thinking about. Thirst for God. Seek his power and his glory. We live in a tough world. And this is nothing new that I'm telling you. It's on the news every day. We live in a tough world. And we need his love upon our lives. Dig deeper, go the extra mile, do the hard yards, do whatever it takes. We have people to pastor, we have people to minister to, we have 
missions to perform. People are hungry. People are hungry. And it's up to us to go and tell them and to have their quenched thirst. People are seeking his power and his glory in their lives. It's up to us. We are the ecclesia, the ones that are called out of the world, the church. And we're being called out of this world into a kingdom. Not the kingdom of Queen Elizabeth or not the kingdom of any king or queen upon this earth. But we're called into the kingdom of God. We're called to the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom that we belong to. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And we are bricks that make up the temple. Every believer is a brick attached to that chief cornerstone. And we're built into the kingdom of God. And we are the building. We are the temple. We are the bride. Jesus is the bridegroom. Folks, allow him to satisfy your thirst. Allow him to satisfy your hunger. And you'll come together in a great cloud of witnesses of being in his power and his glory and his majesty. We are the ones that are called out. And we must help people get their name in the Lamb's Book of Life so they too can be called out of this world make time today ladies and gentlemen make time today to seek God and to praise him to worship him and to break down areas of your life and allow his love to come to you more fully and more complete you need to experience his power and his glory in greater capacity in your life so that you can pass on the message of the gospel to a sick and dying world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks today. Lord, even though as we long to have our thirst quenched by you, as we seek your glory, Lord, come to us, take us to a new level, increase our capacity, Increase our capacity, Lord, to have more of you and fill our hearts, Lord, and help us to deal, Lord, with those areas of our our makeup, Lord, those areas of our heart, Lord, that we've not yet yielded to you. And take us and mould us like the, the, the clay upon the potter's wheel and shape us, Lord, into the church that you desire us to be. We pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon on Anchor Podcasts. You can find more sermons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Stitcher. Also, check out our live stream messages on YouTube and Facebook. Just type... Wattle City Church into your search window. God bless you and have a great day. Amen.